there, Story Most Queer listeners. It's Leah. Just a couple of notes here up at the top for you before we get into this week's story. Told you before, gonna tell you again, and and I'm never gonna stop telling you because it's written here in the notes of what I have to read at the top. But this week I'm talking about Shaker and Spoon. Shaker and Spoon is a really cool subscription service where every month they send you a box centered around a cocktail theme that they've carefully curated. Inside the box, you find all of the ingredients you need, instructions, and even mixology definitions to help you craft your very own fancy cocktails. Now, whether you are looking to impress your fans at a gathering, a socially distanced one, maybe one over Zoom, who knows, or you just want something new to enjoy in your house as you watch a movie or play a game, the only thing you need outside of this crate is the alcohol. And I know you got that on you. We're all inside. We cope in different but often similar ways. You can get $20 off of your first box by going to shakerandspoon.com slash mostqueer. And if you sign up before September 18th, which is just a couple days from now, you can get the Kanpai box. Kanpai is the Japanese word for cheers. And so this box is celebrating Japanese whiskey, which I am a huge, huge fan of. Centauri whiskey is delicious. I just said a brand name. Pretend I didn't. This is a Shaker and Spoon ad. But the box is full of bright flavors like watermelon juice and some bitters and a honey pear flavoring like really really good I'm quite excited about this box actually so again if you want to try out the Kanpai box and I know you do uh and get that $20 off just go to shaker and spoon that's shaker a-n-d spoon.com slash most queer last thing I want to remind you about is to check out the other shows we have on the mischief media network Head to mischiefmedia.com. You can see it. We've got eight shows, uh, nine feeds, technically, if you want to break them up like that. Um, we've we've got a little bit of something for everyone. Maybe not for everyone, but at least for most folks, which I think is which I think is good. <laughs> but we've got uh, extraneous, his dark materials, and supernatural. We finished Steven Universe finally, so we're back to supernatural. I'm very excited about that because I'm on that show. Got nonplussed our Disney Plus podcast. The last movie they covered was Oliver and Company, and guys, it's. It's not nearly as great as we all remember it to be, but that's okay. That's why we have Josh and Clancy to to lead us out of the dark. Uh, we've got Roll 93 Quarters, a D&D 5e actual play podcast. It's super funny, and it happens to be set in a school of magic that was built only by us, the fans, and not by a trash author who talks too much on the internet. But yeah, so many really great shows, and all you got to do is head to mischiefmedia.com or type Mischief Media into whatever podcast app you use, and you can see all the cool offerings we got. I think that's it, and I think I did this in record time. I hope. I haven't looked at a timestamp. I'm still talking. All right. Uh, I love this week's episode. It's a really good story. Hope you enjoy. Today's story contains a background character death and mentions of cancer. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Story Most Queer, where every week we bring you a new story about queer characters and lifestyles, written by queer authors, narrated by queer voices, pocket-sized queer stories for everyone. A Story Most Queer is brought to you by Mischief Media. This week's story is from Pepper Valley, written by John Adams and read by Michael Stevens. Dear Miguel, Hello from snowy Pepper Valley, old friend. I hope California is treating you well. It was good seeing you last month, though I wish it were under more joyous circumstances. Your mother was a kind woman. Everyone in town was fond of her. I'm glad you were able to make it back for her services. 
confession. It felt strange seeing you again. Not bad strange, but unbelievable strange, even perplexing strange. In that moment, part of me imagined to still two schoolboys. Remember daring me to jump the academy gate before had Master Bradley found we'd gone truant from trigonometry? But another part of me, not a larger part, but an important part nonetheless, recognized the time that had passed. It's been 22 years since we graduated, 26 since we first met. Much has changed. You seemed surprised to see me at the funeral. I'd assumed your mother had told you I'd taken residence as the school doctor. You always teased I'd end up living in Pepper Valley forever. <laughs> Accurate to a fault, my friend. You and I certainly had different feelings towards our cozy mountain school. I, the boy from afar who fell in love and never wanted to leave. You, the townie who was forcefully enrolled by his parents and never wanted to stay. You were so eager to take that train after graduation. The school looks different from the place you knew. Metal detectors, stark white computer labs, several new dormitories. To my delight, they even refurbished the infirmary. I'd spent too long working with rudimentary supplies. It would be my honour to give you the next full tour next time you make the trek home. I promise to keep my husband on better behaviour, or I'll just leave the sod at home. I apologise again for his catty remark at the way. It was wildly inappropriate, especially in that setting. Harrison is dear, but perhaps an acquired taste. Please write back if you're inclined. Your friend from Pepper Valley, Alistair. P.S. Rereading this, some clarity is in order. A few paragraphs above, I described Pepper Valley and wrote, I fell in love. I meant... I fell in love with the area, a connotation you likely deduced, but which I should have made clearer. Bugger handwritten letters with no delete key. Alistair, dude, your letter gave me a big-ass grin. I needed that after these last few months. It was nice seeing you at the funeral. Thanks for the donation, by the way. But it was especially nice getting your letter once the crazy funeral shit was done. No worries about Hubby Harry. I honestly don't even remember what he said. But I have decided I'm calling him Hubby Harry instead of Harrison because it seems like it would annoy him. Glad you're still enjoying Pepper Valley. You always love that place. I appreciate your offer to show off the school, but I'm not sure when I'll make it back. Life's crazy. Caseloads are piling up. Everybody wants a divorce these days. <laughs> kind of draining. And I'm in a weird spot, dating-wise. My name's Kate. I guess we enjoy each other, but neither of us wants to take the relationship further. So we date, talk, do adulty stuff. And that's it. Not quite a couple, not quite friends with benefits. Same as the last person I dated. Nate. None of your lame name poems, Alistair. <laughs> I'm also spending a lot of time at the gym. I'd already been working on it, but after Mom's cancer, I started going more. And eating my veggies like you always told me. Even signed up for a 5K next month. It's funny you mention 
that train ride after graduation. I still think about that. I'm not really sure what happened, why you didn't go. I know it was a long time ago, but I'd like to talk about it sometime. If you're willing. Are you? Anyway, that's it for me. My life's pretty boring, lol. <laughs> Hope all's well with you. Your friend from California, Miguel. P.S. Sorry I took a couple days to write back. I didn't have any stamps because it's not 1945. Seriously? Handwritten letters? You've heard of these inventions called email and Facebook, right, dude? Dear Miguel, you didn't use words like dude when we were 14. I refuse to believe you use them now that we are, shudder, 40. Cease with such crudeness, or I shall tell Kate, and maybe Nate. You're not so great, and they must wait for another date. Don't tempt fate. Sir, you earned that lame name poem by dubbing Harrison Hubby Harry, a nickname I will never allow to admit that I secretly love. Speaking of, Hubby Harry now fashions himself a snowboarder, complete with an overpriced snowboard and a tight blue snowsuit. I say, Harrison, we're too old, we don't do that. And he says, Alistair, go intubate a schoolboy. Lovely times. Perhaps I'll retain your services as my divorce lawyer. I just naturally. Regarding handwritten letters, yes, I've heard of email. Yes, I've heard of Facebook. I joined and friended you the day I got your note, thank you very much. But the formality and, dare I say, sincerity of writing something by hand strums my sentimental heartstrings. I spend days monitoring beeping machines, punching test results into tablets, scouring the internet for research. The quiet of pen and paper relaxes me. I know, I'm weird. Best of luck with your 5K. Your friend from Pepper Valley, Alistair. Alistair, I agree. You're weird. I did alright in the 5K. 23rd for my age bracket, which doesn't win blue medals, but is about a thousand places better than I would have been last year. Overall, my health kick is going well. I've even grudgingly decided broccoli and Brussels sprouts are not horrible. Sadly for you, but fortunately for hubby Harry, I'm not currently taking new clients. My divorce slate is full. Yours will have to wait. Enjoy ogling your resident snowboarder's tight blue snowsuit. <laughs> so, and here's where I navigate awkward territory. I notice in your reply you didn't answer my question about the train trip. About why you didn't go. That's okay, I guess. But it's maybe a thing for me. A thing between us. I'm not mad. I was mad for a long time, but I don't think I am anymore. But I want to understand. We planned that trip for months. It was our graduation present to ourselves. Pepper Valley to California, cross country, or at least cross half the country. What happened? Sorry if I sound bitter about 22-year-old sour grapes. I've got a lot going on right now, 
Kate broke up with me. I'm getting the flu or something. It was mom's birthday yesterday. And maybe... Maybe I am still a little mad at you. From California, Miguel. Dear Miguel, yuck, the flu, huh? That's dreary. Promptly see a doctor, says the doctor. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear you and Kate broke up. Things between Harrison and me aren't splendid now either. I joke about his snowboarding, but it mirrors larger behaviours. I assume this is what they called a midlife crisis. The snowboarding, the fancy new sports car, impractical for our mountain community. The pornography, the vulgar music. I'd say he's not the man I married, but that's untrue. He is the man I married. But his worst bits, those bits I ignored for years, now amplify themselves. I hope things soon look up for the both of us. I hope things soon look up for us both, my friend. From Pepper Valley, Alistair. P.S. Congratulations on your 5K placement. I'll admit, I peeked at your Facebook post before your letter came, so it wasn't a total surprise, but a nice reminder nonetheless. You looked amazing in that finish line photo. Seriously, Alistair? You write about Kate breaking up with me, about me seeing a doctor, about your asshole husband beating off to porn and vulgar music, but you don't fucking write about the fucking elephant in the fucking room. I flat out tell you how I feel about what happened when we were 18, and you just la-di-da about whatever else you want. Seriously, Alistair? Fine. Don't address it. <laughs> Don't address what you did. Don't address what you said after graduation, how you told me you cared about me, how you said you never felt like that before. Don't address sneaking through my bedroom window that night while my parents were downstairs watching goddamn Urkel. Don't address holding me, kissing me, fucking me right there in my bed just hours before we had to catch the train. Don't address how we planned that trip for months, how the ticket cost was nothing for you, how you knew I had to work at mom's diner and the auto shop just to barely pay for mine. Don't address how excited you knew I was to finally get out of Pepper Valley to take the train all the way to the coast to see the beach, the cities, the culture. Don't address how you left me. Don't address how instead of waking up next to you, I woke up next to one of your stupid handwritten notes saying how sorry you were, how you were bailing on our trip, how you couldn't ever be the person I deserve to be with, but how goddamn sorry you were to hurt me. Don't address any of that shit, Alistair. And while you're at it, don't address how you get in touch with me 22 years later with a fucking handwritten note. A note, Alistair. Why would you do that? Wasn't the one note left in my bed breaking my heart enough? Fuck you, Alistair. Fuck you. From California, Miguel. Two. Miguel.Santos at nexttimesbetterlaw.com From A. Davies at peppermountainacademy.edu Subject Train Ride Miguel, I found your email address on your firm's website. I hope it's alright to reach out like this. 
It appears we're no longer friends on Facebook. I got your letter. I am so sorry about everything. You are right to still be angry. I should have talked to you about this years ago. Can I call you? What is your number? Your friend from Pepper Valley. Alistair. Miguel. Hello, friend. I've emailed you a few times, but didn't hear back, so I thought I'd try another letter. I hope I'm not upsetting you. I was enjoying our correspondence and hope it can continue. But to do that, I need to be honest with you. To finally be honest with you about what happened 22 years ago, about the train trip. I was an 18-year-old boy living in a country that still felt new despite having been there four years. You were the handsome local who'd taken pity and welcomed, no, enveloped, consumed that boy as no one else had or, or has since. I worshipped you. All those firsts between us. Sixteen years old, our first kiss, our backs wet from making snow angels. Seventeen years old, our first real date on chocolate from your mother's diner. Eighteen years old, making love for the first time in your bed after graduation. That wonderful night. That dreadful night. I was scared, Miguel. Scared of what came next. Because... As we lay together, touching fingers, daring lips against each other's skin, I thought, this is new to me. But I also thought, this is not new to him. I remembered them, the others, those you dated before me, those I feared, perhaps irrationally, you continued dating while you were with me. The Angelas and Carloses of yesterday, who would become the Kates and Nates of today. Once we got to California, what had I to offer someone like you, Miguel Santos, who charms easily, who is beloved by all? What had I but a stutter and a nervous laugh and too many stories about how I fit in no better in the UK than I did in the US? So, I left. I scribbled that embarrassing note, dropped it on the pillow, still wet with our drool, and, and crawled out your window, even quieter than I crawled in. That decision haunts me still. I imagined the train journey we never took, the time we never got, the love we never nurtured. I am sorry, Miguel. So sorry. Sorry for leaving. For not being upfront about why. For getting in touch 22 years later. 
pretending nothing happened, pretending I wasn't this callous coward. But most of all, I am sorry for hurting you, my friend, the only person I, I've ever loved. I've left my number in the emails. Please call me when you are ready. Your friend from Pepper Valley, Alistair. Two. Miguel.Santos at nexttimesbetterlaw.com from A. Davies at peppermountainacademy.edu Subject, hello again. Miguel, thanks for the phone call. It was nice hearing your voice. I thought about it all night. I'm glad we're good again. Let me know how the doctor's appointment goes. Love from Pepper Valley, Alistair. Let me know how the doctor's appointment goes. Love from Pepper Valley, Alistair. To A. Davies at peppermountainacademy.edu from miguel.santos at nexttimesbetterlaw.com Subject, Bree. Hello again. Alistair, nice hearing your voice too. Good luck with the Harry stuff. You can do way better. Gotta go. At the docks, the nurse is calling me. Love from California, Miguel. To Miguel.Santos at nexttimesbetterlaw.com From A. Davies at peppermountainacademy.edu Subject Bree, hello again. Miguel, everything okay? It's been a few days. Busy with too many divorces, <laughs> lol. Love from Pepper Valley, Alistair. To Miguel.Santos at nexttimesbetterlaw.com From A. Davies at peppermountainacademy.edu Subject Re, hello again. Miguel, are you all right? It's been two weeks. Love from Pepper Valley. Alistair. Alistair, I'm sorry I, I've been hard to reach. Things have been difficult. I wanted to let you know how much I've enjoyed reconnecting with you. Even though we only knew each other a few years in school, when I look back on my life, I find myself most often thinking of my time with you. I remember the snow angels, the hot chocolate, jumping the school gate, all of it. Alistair, I've been diagnosed with adenocarcinoma. I have no idea if I'm spelling that right. As I'm sure you know, it's stomach cancer. Common, stage one, 
My doctor is optimistic. But I'm scared, Alistair. Just like you were scared on graduation night 22 years ago. I don't know what else to write. Uh, I'm still processing everything. But I, I really, really, really hope we can continue this. Um, whatever this is. Writing, emailing, phone calls. It's giving me something to go for. You're giving me something to go for. Love from California, Miguel. Miguel, thank you for confiding in me. But we will not continue writing. We will not continue emailing. We will not continue the phone calls. I've left Harrison. I'm writing from the train station, about to board the 618 to California. The train I should have taken 22 years ago. The train that will bring me to the man I've loved since childhood. The train that will bring me to you, Miguel. I'm boarding the train. I'm emailing you my itinerary. I'm praying I shall see you soon. With love from one last time, Pepper Valley, Alistair. Two, Gregory dot McMichaels at nexttimesbetterlaw.com. From Miguel dot Santos at nexttimesbetterlaw.com. Subject Meeting Greg. Please reschedule my 1 p.m. Picking up a friend from the train station. Thank you for listening to A Story Most Queer. This week's story was from Pepper Valley, written by John Adams and read by Michael Stevens. This episode was edited by Leah Cornish. Our outro music is Round Daytime by Paratune. If you like the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. You can follow us on social. We are A Story Most Queer on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would like to submit a story, head over to astorymostqueer.mischiefmedia.com to read over our FAQs and fill out the form. Remember to check out our Patreon community, patreon.com slash makingmischief. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week for another Story Most Queer.